Hosea chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. The Lord says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her, bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence, and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Beli. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to take from verse 15, just for a couple of minutes, I want to talk about hope in the time of trouble. Hope in the time of trouble. And you can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. We live in a world tonight um, that the truth be told, there is not much hope for unless they turn to the one true living God. But tonight, that's not the case for the born-again believer. Um, tonight, there is hope for those that are in God, those that are trusting in the Lord, walking with the Lord, and doing their best to hold on to God's word and to take God at his word. Uh, here in the book of Hosea chapter 2, uh, this chapter here um, is one of my favorite chapters to read in the Bible because you'll find out that Israel was in, they were experiencing uh, troubled times, uh, times of hardship, uh, times of stress. And the great thing about the Lord, see, because this is why I got to have a made-up mind that I got to hold on to the Lord. Because without God, I couldn't imagine trying to live in this world, trying to navigate throughout this world, um, a world that is full of violence, that is just constantly, constantly, nonstop. Um, I couldn't imagine how, trying to live in this life without the influence of God's word and the comfort that it gives. Do you know that God's word will comfort you? 
if you would open up your heart to what God is saying, God's word will comfort you when nothing else will. When people's kind words can't do the job, even when you have loved ones that tell you that everything is going to be all right, but somehow it still falls short. You find out that God's word won't fall short. You find out that if you open up God's word and you begin to draw from it, you'll find out that you will feel the loving arms of your Savior wrapped around you, and you'll find out that God loves me and that God cares about me that God wants the best for me. And not only that, God sees me, that I'm not just out here on my own, but that God has my back. Here in verse 14, the verse 15, the Bible says that he says that um, he would give. So he's talking about things that would be, had been taken away from them. And he's talking about things that would be given back to them, how that he would restore things to them. He begins to talk about how that in the, there would be in the valley of Achor, a door of hope. It's important that we know what that word Achor means and what it is referring to. That is referring to Achan. It is talking about how that when... God instructed his people uh, when it was time for them to go in and to conquer um, the promised land, that they went in and God gave them instructions not to take anything, not to keep anything. He told them that you are to destroy everything. The only thing that was to be spared was the house of Rahab because of her faith in in understanding that God has given you guys this city, and there ain't nothing we can do about it. God is on your side, and God has given it to you. And so she hid the spies, and she asked them to remember when it's time for you guys to overtake this city, to remember me and my household. The Bible says that they gave her a token to hang out of the window. It was a scarlet thread that when, we, when they saw that scarlet thread that they would know that that is the house of Rahab and that that house and that house alone is to be spared. And so God gave them specific instructions. Don't take anything. Don't keep anything to yourself. Destroy it. Okay? Um, but Achan, the Bible says, he found a Babylonian garment and that he not only found Babylonish garment, he found some gold, and he found some silver. And he thought it was a good idea to hold on to it. The Bible says he took it back to his tent, and he hid it. But the Bible says that the time came where Israel went out to battle. In the battle of Ai, that this was a battle that they should have won without any problem. They should have overcame it. They should have put a beating on them with no problem. But the problem was they fell flat on their face. They were uh, beaten that day. And Joshua is 
concerned. He is, everybody is weeping. Um, they fell on their face as they are calling out to God. And God reveals to Joshua that there is sin in the camp. Somebody did not, specific, did not follow my instructions to the team. And that's why you have lost. I'll tell you something. There's nothing that will cause us to lose the victory the way that sin will. There is nothing. See, because Ankin, I'm pretty sure he thought, well, nobody knows about it. Nobody's seen it. I've buried it. I've hid it. Only I know about it. But that ain't true because though flesh may not know about it, there is a God that sits in the heavens, amen, and that looks down low, amen, that knows about everything and that sees everything. And it won't be long before the thing that I think that is no big deal and I can keep disclosing, keep hitting, that it won't be long before it costs me the victory, amen. Can I tell you something? I want to be victorious, amen. And I don't want to allow anything to cause me to lose the victory. The Bible tells us that Joshua goes out and they begin to search the tents. And he comes to Achan's tent. And they find out that Achan has hid um, these things. These things that God had told them not to. And so God told them and gave them instructions. The instructions were that... Because of Achan's decision, him and his family, they lost their life that day. And as you read the account, Joshua referred to him as a troubler, that he has troubled Israel on this day. And what he has done has caused them the victory. It has caused them to lose the battle, and they called, referred to him as one that troubleth Israel, and that they lost him and his family, lost their life that day because of his decisions. And so here in Hosea, the, the valley of Achor is referring to a place of trouble. It is referring to a place of of trouble. It is referring to a place of um, distress. It is referring to something that is a real bad situation, that it doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It has, it is something that troubles you, or it's something that rubs us the wrong way, that doesn't leave a good feeling. And God said, in that place, in that valley, that I'm going to give you a door of hope. And so he is saying, you may be in a situation that doesn't look so good. You may be in a place that you don't feel comfortable. You may be in a spot where it is troubling you in your spirit. But I want you to know that in that place, I'm going to give you a door of hope. I'm going to give you a promise that it's not going to always be this way. I'm going to give you a promise 
that things are going to get better. I'm giving you a promise that things are going to turn around for your good. Can I tell you something? There will be trouble times that we will face in this life. Amen. But I want you to know that as long as God is by my side, amen, and as long as God is right there in that valley with me, amen, as long as I got a word from God that everything is going to be all right, that I may be weeping right now, amen, but I can look forward to the morning time, amen, because there is going to be joy, amen. This weeping is not going to be always, but there is going to come a time where I'm going to dance my way out of these troubles, amen. I'm going to dance my way out of these problems, amen. Can I tell you that we serve a God that is great tonight, amen. We serve a God that is faithful tonight, amen. And I want you to know that with God, there is always hope. With God, there is always hope that things are going to get better. They were in a rough place. They were in a bad spot. There are things that occur in our life. A lot of times, not of our doing, but sometimes of our own doing. And even though of our own foolish mistakes, amen, there is a God that is telling us that in that situation, I want you to know that I am able to see you through it. I've come to find out that he's not just the God of the mountains, amen, but he's a God of the valley tonight, amen. You find out that even in the valley, amen, I can still have victory, amen. Even in the valley, I can still sing. Even in the valley, I can still have joy. I got a made-up mind uh, the way that Job had, amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Naked have I came in this world, and naked I'm going to go out. But you know what I found out? God is still worthy to be blessed. He's still worthy to be magnified. He is still worthy to be exalted. I can still have victory in the valley. You'll find out that in the book of 1 Kings, you'll find out that they fought Israel on the mountaintop. In Israel, they overcame. They, they won the battle. And they said, you know what? Get them down in the valley. Get them down in the valley. And we got them right where we want them. But can I tell you something? I've come to find out that even in the valley, amen, I got a God that is able to bring me through even in the valley, amen. I got a God. Come on, somebody. We don't just serve a God that is on the mountaintop, amen. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Not because people are there with me, but the almighty God, he's right there with me in the bad times, in the hard times, in the difficult times, God is still right there carrying me through it all. Joe, you want to talk about trouble. You want to talk about hardship. 
Job said it like this, man ain't here but a few days. Man, it's trouble. It don't take that long for trouble to find us. Or for us to find trouble, one way or another, we're going to be in it. And Job, in one of the most difficult situations that anyone could go through. Listen, Job didn't just lose a job. Job didn't just lose one relative. Job didn't just lose one friend. He lost everything back to back. One bad report after another. Job, they come taking all your cattle, taking all your possessions, everything done burnt down. On top of that, the house that your children was dwelling in collapsed. And I'm the only one that has made it out just to bring this report to you. He lost everything. Trouble has a way of finding us. And Job, on top of that, as if that wasn't enough, the old devil, amen, goes back before the Lord. God says, what do you think of Job now? What do you think of him now? He still blessed me. He still held on to his integrity. And Satan said, yeah, skin for skin. <laughs> Let me touch his body. He'll curse you to your face. Okay. You can touch his body, but you can't kill him. Job has broken out with lawyers to the point where he's covering himself in ashes. He's picked up a pot shear. He's scraping boils. As if that wasn't enough. Miserable friends, amen, comes along. Ain't nothing like miserable people that come along and like to insinuate, well, you know you're going through what you're going through because of some secret deeds you done did. <laughs> you had to have done something for all this to be happening. A lot of times, it's not that people have done something. There's something going on that you have no clue, that you don't know nothing about. There's something going on that God did not call you up and ask you how you, listen, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that. What do you think about it? God ain't asking you nothing. God is sovereign. God don't have to ask you no questions. God don't have to tell you, inform you of nothing. God wants to see how we're going to perform. God wants to see if I'm going to hold on to my integrity, amen, or am I going to look for a shortcut, amen. 
God wants to see how I'm going to handle it if I'm going to keep praying. Amen. I've come to find out it's, it's so easy to pray when things are going good. Amen. But you'll find out that God wants to know if you're still going to pray when hardship arrives. Amen. When trouble arrives, are you still going to boast in the Lord the same way that you boast in the Lord when you was on the mountaintop? But I want the Lord to know that I'm not talking about you the way that I am because of what you're doing for me or because of what you're giving me. Amen. I'm boasting in the Lord because I know that he is worthy. Amen. I know that he is worthy of all of the glory and all of the honor so he can take everything. Amen. I still serve him. I still pray to him. I still hold on to him. It doesn't matter if I'm in the valley. They come to him, throwing all kind of accusations at him. His foolish wife comes to him, and she wants to know, do you still have your integrity? Don't you curse God and die? I'm going to tell you something, that's foolish. I'm going to tell you, you don't want the last words coming out of your mouth. Is cursing towards God. That's foolish. I never understood people that when they go through hardship, they think it's time to run away from God. Amen. Well, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and however I want to do it. That's a crazy ideal. Amen. This is the time that I need God more than anything. All hell is breaking out all around me. This ain't the time to run away from God. This is the time to run to God and fall at his feet. It ain't time to backslide, amen. It's time for me to read more than ever. It's time for me to pray harder than ever. It's time for me to make every service that I possibly can. It ain't the time for me to run away. In the valley, amen, my only hope is God. My only chance of coming out is God. It's not in anything else. In Job, you'll read all throughout the scriptures, in the book of Job and things that he would say at key times, key moments. Now, he wrestled a little bit, but there were key moments where things he would say like, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And things like he would say that after God is done trying me, that I will come out as gold. He understood that he was going through a test, amen. He understood that he was going through the fiery trial, amen. But I got news for the fire, about the fiery trial, amen. The fiery trial, all it does is purify so that you can shine that much brighter, amen. Can I tell you something? Whatever it is that I'm going through, I want to know that God is right there by my side. And when it's all said and done, I'm going to be the better. When it's all said and done, I'm going to have a testimony. I'm going to be able to stand up and say that God is able and that God is a healer and that God is a provider. I want to 
to respond right in the valley. Amen. I don't want to throw in the towel. I don't want to give up. But I want to hold on to the Lord. Hold on because he is my hope. God is my hope. In that trouble situation. Here, he was talking about how read it. He said that even that I would give them in the valley of Acre, I would give them a door of hope. This is what he said. He said, and they will sing right there. He didn't say, when they get out of the valley, they're going to sing. He said, they will sing right there in that spot, right where they are. You'll find out that the question was asked of God's people as they find themselves in Babylon. And yes, it was because of their own deeds. It was because of their disobedience. It was because of their, their arrogance and their pride. That they are in Babylon and they have hung up their hearts. They've hung up their hearts and the enemy comes to them and asks them to sing us a song of Zion. And the word came back from God's people is that how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? They had hung up the harps. They had stopped the singing because of their current situation, because of their troubles. Their singing had ceased. But can I tell you something? I got a made-up mind that I will not allow this present world to rob me of my song. Amen? I might be in Babylon, but I want you to know that Babylon will never rob me of my song. It'll never rob me of my joy. My problems and my situations will never rob me of my joy. Can I tell you, even though I might be going through, I still got joy, amen. I still got a song, amen. I still got the songs of Zion in my heart. And I want to let the devil know that even in this trouble, even in this trial, I'm still going to lift up my voice and I'm still going to cry out. I'm still going to sing. I'm still going to bless the Lord. I will not let my situation rob me of my song. I won't allow those on the job. I won't allow those, the negativity in our world and the ungodly influence to cause me to sit and begin to think that all hope is lost. Can I tell you something? All hope is not lost. As long as I got breath in my body, there is still hope, amen. And the hope is in the Lord tonight, amen. I want somebody to know tonight, you might not be at your best tonight. You might not be feeling up to par tonight. You might be struggling your way through tonight. But I want you to know that God is all telling you that I'm your hope. God is letting you know that I, you can still sing. You can still rejoice. You can still Still shout, even though you're going through. 
Oh, you're going through. So he said, I will bless the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. David said it like this. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I think that's pretty plain. All times mean all times. Good, bad, mountaintop, valley low. I'm going to bless him. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Trouble will find us. It will. But it's all about how I handle that trouble. It's all about how I respond. Can I tell you something? Your response in the time of trouble is everything. It means everything on how you respond. Whether I respond with faith, whether I respond with doubt, whether I respond with blessing, whether I respond with cursing. You can get bitter in times of trouble, in difficult times that doesn't feel comfortable to the flesh. You can get bitter. You can begin to resent the fact that you even trusted in the Lord. You can begin to resent the fact that you even got a part, became a part of this faith. You can begin to have resentment. Trust me, the devil, he's a sly fox. In those times, he comes in like a flood, and he wants you to doubt. He wants you to question. He wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to give up. He wants you to believe that things aren't going to get any better. But can I tell you something? There are examples in the Bible of how to respond in the time of trouble. Can I tell you something? We're not just reading some mother goose stories, amen. This is the word of the Lord. Everything that we read about, it took place, amen. Now the skeptics may have questions, amen, but I don't have any questions about God's word tonight. I know that every word is real tonight, amen, and if it's in that book, It happened, amen. So I need to just go ahead and draw from it and believe that I can apply it to my life. Paul and Silas preaching the name of Jesus. Turning Jerusalem upside down. At least that's what the religious leaders said. And they are preaching the name of Jesus. Paul gets tired of hearing this one that is following them. And she's not agreeing with what they're saying. She's, what she's doing is in a mocking way. And the Bible says that this woman, she brought the people in the city, the leaders of the city, she brought them great profit. She brought them money because she operated in divination that there was an unclean spirit that was in her that caused her to be able to do the things that she did. 
And the Bible says that Paul had enough, and he turned around and he cast that spirit out of him. Now, the one that was bringing profit is no more. She's been changed. She's been delivered. You would think that people would be rejoicing about that. You would think that they would be happy about that. But when it comes down to money, amen, find out people get real, get real strange. And so they take Paul and Silas. They take them. They beat them. They throw them in the prison cell. Stripes on their back. They are thrown in the prison cell. I want you to know that the cells that they were in, they're not like our modern prison cells today. They were in something like a dungeon. I'm talking about every creeping, crawling thing you could possibly imagine is crawling on them. Hands shackled. Feet shackled. Behind prison bars. And if anybody had the right to be bitter or to question anything, what did we do wrong? We was only doing good. We was only preaching in the name of Jesus. We was doing good. But you'll find out that they didn't respond in a negative way, in a negative fashion. You'll find out that their response was the complete opposite. As you see in that account, that they weren't wishy-washy, amen? They weren't just there for the moment, amen? They had a made-up mind. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, we are going to praise the Lord. We're going to magnify the Lord. So you know what? They begin in that prison cell, listen, in shackles, in chains. They begin to have church services to the Lord. They begin to praise and magnify the name of the Lord. And then what happened? There was an earthquake, amen, and the shackles that was on their hands and that was on their feet. Do you know, don't you know that those things fell off and the prison doors was open? And not only did it fall off of them, but it fell off of the other prisoners. Can I tell you something? People want to know what are we going to do in these times of troubles. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to keep having church. We're going to keep calling on the Lord. We're going to keep magnifying and blessing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And God will work out everything else. Let us remain standing tonight. I'm going to just keep having church. Man, a bad report came. This is happening. That is happening. The devil is attacking. What are we going to do? We're going to do what we know how to do. Amen. Can I tell you something? That born again, Bible born again believers know what to do. Amen. And they know how to do it. Amen. We know how to have church, amen. And I ain't talking about talent and all of those things. I'm talking about what really caused it to be church, amen. And that is a move of God, amen. We know how to pray. We know how to lift up our hands and get a hold of God, amen. Even in hard times. Even in hard times. 
that, that valley of trouble your door of hope. Not only that, they're going to sing right there. Right there. They're going to sing it right there. Don't you ever, don't you allow the devil to rob you of your joy. It might be bad, but you got a word that things are going to get better. Health might be failing, but I got a word that God is going to restore it. Amen. Finances may be looking a little thin. I got a word from God. And I'm grabbing a hold. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm grabbing a hold of that word. Every time I read it, that applies to me. I believe that. I receive that. That is mine. Our world is spinning out of control. People are putting their hope. They're looking for answers in every place you can possibly imagine. Trying to find it in the bottle. Trying to find it in some kind of high. But I'm going to tell you something. The answer is not in any of those things. The answer is in Jesus Christ. He's always been the answer, and he always will be the answer. I don't want to try to live in this world. Listen, the world was bad when I was a young person. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know where we're living, amen? But I know one thing. I'm not going to lie. My current place. This is just, I'm just passing through this place. Amen. This ain't my residence, amen. Right. I'm just passing through. And you know what? While I'm here for this little while, I refuse to allow all of the chaos that is going on in our world. I refuse to allow the chaos that is going on in Washington. I refuse to allow that stuff to cause me to lose joy, cause me to lose my peace, where I can't lift up my voice and call upon the name of the Lord. A lot of people's hearts are going to fail them, amen? But this shouldn't be the church, amen? It shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening to people that are born of the water and born of the spirit. God, I got news for you, devil. Watch me shout in the midst of my troubles, amen? In the midst of a wicked and perverse world, watch me do my dance in the midst of this corrupt world. It's not going to steal my joy. It's not going to rob me of my peace. Watch me lift up my hands. Watch me lift up my voice like a trump and call on the Lord. Oh, let us gather around the front tonight. Let's come in.